Welcome to Golf Better at Edwin Watts Golf, episode 157. Hello again, everyone. Tom Purcell here, and thanks so much for joining us. We seem to say it every time. If you're a first-time listener or a long-time subscriber to the show, either way, it doesn't matter. We're just glad you found us today, and we have a very special guest joining us from California today. He has been a very, very busy man with a new launch his name is synonymous in club making, especially in the wedge area, and he joins us from Callaway Golf, Mr. Roger Cleveland. Roger, thanks so much. It's great having you. Tom, it's great to be uh, with Edwin Watson and uh, you. Look forward to it. Well, I know we've got a lot to talk about with the new line, but uh, be- before we get going for those one or two listeners who may not know a little bit about your background, how about the, the brief history of what you've done in club making? Because it's very, very impressive, to say the least. <laughs> You're kind. Well, I, I, I started Cleveland Golf uh, real quickly uh, in uh, 1980 uh, and uh, had a, it was uh, the persimmon uh, wood era and, and loved that and made some uh, great per, uh, persimmon woods, which was a great love of mine. And then I uh, got into wedges, and uh, which was also a love of mine because I missed a lot of greens and, uh, and got, my, my uh, test center was the tour, so I went out and was designs and the guys out there were kind enough to give me some very good advice and I uh, incorporated uh, uh, their ideas and uh, a few of my own and uh, the, the likes of uh, you know Peter Thompson and David Graham and uh, Trevino and some, some great wedge players. Yeah, some of the best that ever lived, right? <laughs> yeah, those are pretty good guys. Yeah. And uh, so I, I learned a lot from them and have been incorporating it uh, with my prior life at Cleveland and now... Uh, this is about the fourth or fifth uh, wedge that I've done with uh, with Callaway. But I started at Callaway and sold Cleveland in '90, and started at Callaway in '96 with a nice phone call from Ely and uh, and uh, Dick Helmstetter. So I've been uh, designing. This is about my 17th year at Callaway Golf. So I'm involved in uh, most of all the irons, and I get a little bit involved with uh, the woods and. And certainly the wedges. So it's uh, it's been fun. Boy, how the time flies too! It just when you started saying those dates, I was thinking, has it been that long? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Roger, tell us about the inspiration behind this new line, Mac Daddy Two. It's been getting a lot, a lot of buzz, a lot, a lot out there. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, it's uh, it's a throwback to the X Forge wedge, uh, which is I think around a 08 mm-hmm. uh, vintage, and it was very popular on tour in the shape and the size and everything. Everybody liked it. And uh, we had uh, our, our management now under Chip Brewer kind of understands that wedges are uh, are very integral to to the set, and it brings uh, other you know folks that uh, you know use other equipment. If we make a good wedge, we'll we'll bring some more folks to us, and, and uh, in the iron area as well as the woods. And so uh, we wanted to uh, forge it. We forged it in a 1020 carbon steel, which is the softest material there is in a in a iron, and we wanted to bring maximum feel in this area, and uh, so we we uh, we did that, and then we uh, we wanted to bring back in the the name Mac Daddy actually comes from that wedge that we did, and we put in a very aggressive groove, and we actually stamped MD on the hosel, and it came from Phil Mickelson the first time he hit this wedge with this aggressive groove and he had a uh, part of the ball coming up the face like a skid mark and uh, ripped the ball back, you know, 20 or 30 feet 
on a about a forty yard shot and and he says, "Yeah, that's my Mac Daddy Groove." And we all kind of laughed and got a kick out of the name and and uh, it stuck. So it's a throwback to that, and the groove is very aggressive in the lob wedges, which it needs to be, and that's where you need the the most spin and control out of the rough. So it's a wider groove, but the edge, uh, the sidewall is five degrees, and therefore the edge radius is right up to the limit that the USJ allows us to be, and and so we're going to create a lot of spin. What I've heard is what you the one of the first things you said about the incredible feel, the, the forged feel, and, and 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 what you get from that. Well, you you uh, it's you know wedge play. That's how you save your your game. I mean, you don't uh, even the best pros hit you know maybe twelve twelve to thirteen greens uh, on a good day. Uh, you know, uh, and so uh, amateurs miss a lot more than that. So uh, you're you can really save your your score and improve your score by uh, getting a, a set of wedges that feel good and give you confidence and, and interact with the turf properly and that's what we uh, were aiming to do with this Mac Daddy 2 series. Wow. And what lofts available in, in the entire line? All the way down? Well, yes. Yeah. We're, we're going to go all the way down to a pitching wedge at 47 and 50 because the pitching wedges, I'll address something later on as far as your set makeup, but the, the pitching wedge is 47 and 50, 52, 4, 6, 8, 60, and 64. Wow. And left hand, we have 52... 56, 60, and 64. Phil carrying five wedges in the open. We're seeing more and more of that, people going more with more scoring clubs with distance clubs. Is that something that uh, you see continuing on? Well, I absolutely. I think you have to address your needs within your, within your game. If you're a strong player like Phil, you're, you need to gap accordingly. And uh, I see more people going to four wedges for sure, because the pitching wedge these days is getting stronger and stronger. And uh, so it's going into the 46, 47 degree area. And so, you know, the next wedge is 56. There's too much of a gap there. So you need to fill it in with a 52 and 56 and then 60. Or if your 58 is the highest loft, you, you divide that in uh, into, uh, you know, three and, and you get your, uh, your spreads that way. You know, that is so important to to take a look at what your pitching wedge is because I'm the standard guy. I've got the pitching wedge, I've got the 52-degree, and I've got the 56-degree sand wedge. I went and looked at the manufacturer's specs on my pitching wedge, 44 degrees. That's yeah. how, so, you know, I'm missing, you know, I've got between 44 and 52. You talk about gapping, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. And that's where you score. I mean, you're then you're expecting if you're beyond or, or you know, I mean, you, you you just have to have gaps filled there to be able to score properly, or you're you're uh, you know you're asking too much of that fifty-two and trying to push it. You know, and, and think of how many times you hit that if if that gap is you a ninety-yard shot during a round versus a two hundred and ten-yard two hybrid or something like that. You want to you want to go with what you're going to hit the most and what's going to help you score. Well, you're going to you know you should get it a lot closer with that shorter club for sure and higher lofted and that's where you score yeah you're you gotta uh the set makeup is really interesting because of the manufacturers going stronger and stronger and they're having a a distance battle but it's you know it's kind of a game i mean you you end up having to put another wedge in there so four is really what you should have i think in today's world including your pitching wedge Roger, let's talk about a consumer when they're shopping for wedges. 
or wedge, you think they'd do themselves a disservice sometime by saying, yeah, give me the 56 and I'll take that, as opposed to going, like you said, three or four deep when they're considering this, because this is an investment in, in your game. Well, absolutely. I mean, I, I certainly believe in in, uh, in certain your, – your lob wedge is a, is a unique item, whether it be a 58 or 60 or even your 56 if you're – if that's your highest lofted, that that should be something that's the most versatile wedge in your bag, and uh, and that's where these are designed to, with relief in the heel when you open it up, so it doesn't create too much bounce, and the leading edge is radius a great deal, so it stays low when you do open it up, um, and under the ball, uh, and that's that's critical. So you 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 have to look at you know first of all that, and then how the other wedges are designed and they have to have bounce and proper bounce for that particular club because you're hitting most of those with a square face and you need some bounce as a skid point so uh that excuse me anyway so that that is uh that's you know i think pretty important to have a a set also feel is important your shaft is important you know, you should have a round grip with wedges because if you do want to open it up, you don't want to feel that, that ribbon back. So there's a lot of keys that you should, uh, or arguments that you should have a uh, look at the set versus just an individual club. Yeah, the grip, like you said, it just if, if you have one club with, with one grip, even if ribbed or non-ribbed, and you have your other wedges with different, it's not very consistent. Roger, the release date is July 12th, right around the corner. Right around the corner. Yeah. And it's a great time of year because normally all the clubs come out early in the year or a big push, but what a great time to invest. Is, it, is that part of the reasoning behind the launch date? Yeah. You know, Chip uh, is a, you know, Chip Brewer, our new CEO, came with us uh, March of last year, and he, he wants to bring things out all year and excite people to come to Callaway, and, and uh, we're satisfying some of the needs that uh, you have out there. One other thing I wanted to mention about the wedges, it comes in two finishes. We have a slate finish, which it looks like it just came from a workbench uh, from a tool maker. Mm-hmm. It's a, a beautiful uh, gun blued with a Scotch-Brite uh, finish that's just been hand-rubbed. It's, uh, and we milled a, the back of the flange on all of them, and it really looks like a piece of art. And the other, we have a chrome, which is kind of a milky chrome, which is kind of deep and and little less reflective than a than a mirror finish. Very nice. Again, it's the Mac Daddy Two wedges available July the twelfth at your Edwin Watts Golf location nearest you, or call edwinwattsgolf.com, Log on or call us, and uh, be glad to help you. Roger, final thoughts for our listeners as uh, as we wrap it up. Well, I would like to say that you know the pros, and, and I'll I'll speak of a couple that I know quite well, Phil and. And Ernie, they spend a lot of time with the short game and with their wedges. And that's how they save. <clears throat> they, they turn a, a poor, relatively poor striking round into a, you know, a subpar round. And it's with that short game. And it doesn't take a lot of strength. It takes practice and it takes technique. Take some lessons and get the right wedges. Well, Roger, we know you're busy and it's only going to get busier for you once launch date hits. Yep. Thank, thanks so much for carving the time out with us. Always always a pleasure to be with you and, and, uh, and Edwin Watts. Appreciate it. Take care. Have a great day. Thanks. Bye-bye. Well, there you have it. The man be- behind the club making, Mr. Roger Cleveland, the Mac Daddy Two Wedges, again available for sale 
on July the 12th. Well, thanks so much to Roger Cleveland and our folks at Callaway Golf for putting that together for us. And we'll do it again next time. We have another episode of Golf Better at edwinwattsgolf.com. So long, everyone.